Hi, I'm Oki, and welcome to Tell Me About Your Book. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me About Your Book. I am so excited to be sitting here with author Castile Skolk because he has a vampire book that I'm so intrigued about. It's not like any other vampire book that I have been exposed to, so I'm really, really excited. Hi, Castile. How are you today? Good morning. I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. Thank you. Can I make a comment that your name is really interesting. I'm sure you get that a lot. <laughs> Thank you. I, I do. So if you've ever seen the show Supernatural, the angel Castiel, same name as mine. Oh, yeah. I've never seen that show, <laughs> actually. But good to know. <laughs> so you have published recently, back in September, your first book called The Vampire's Drudge. Say we dive right into your book, if that's okay. Sounds wonderful. So can you... Tell me what it's all about first before we get into how you started Vampire's Drudge. Vampire's Drudge is about, it starts off with Cassandra as a four-year-old girl who is now a slave on a floral plantation in the South. And she grows up on this uh, floral plantation and she is hypnotized by her master. She doesn't know that he's a vampire until after she's changed and grown up. And then um, it goes back and forth from the mid-1800s to present day. And it's kind of like two different stories, but then they meet up at the end. During the time that she was on the floral plantation, she was hypnotized or brainwashed the entire time into thinking that she has a wonderful life. And when she is no longer hypnotized when she meets her new coven. She wants revenge. Hence the drudge name, I guess. Yes, which (laughs) drudge is basically a vampire who serves a more powerful vampire. Oh, so it's more, the title's more about her as far versus what she has to do, I guess, or what she wants to do. Yes, but the title, there's actually a twist to the title. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, they're killing me already. (laughs) Okay, so the villain then is her master, Vincent. Yes. The main villain. Got it. How was it writing a villain like that? It was fun and disturbing at the same time. I've always wanted to read a book through the villain's eyes. And I thought that's what I was going to do with this book, but it did not work out that way. Um, I wrote it through Cassandra's eyes, um, right. first person. So you're going to, when you're reading, you're going to experience what she's experiencing, what she is watching and noticing throughout her lifetime. I did have to write a scene that was very disturbing in the book. I, I don't want to give too much away. I had to put myself in Vincent's shoes and do some horrific things to Cassandra. Oh, and I actually, I actually cried writing that chapter. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm a very emotional person now. <laughs> <laughs> I am too, actually. I I get really surprised whenever I read a book and I'm either crying or I'm really, really angry. So I certainly appreciate that from any authors, I guess. How much of Cassandra do we see as a 
as a vampire versus what she was going through at the very beginning? Is it more the book mainly uh, about when she's older and trying to get a revenge with Vincent or? You first see Cassandra as a vampire in chapter three, because my book is set up. I have like a little formula. Chapters one and two is the past three is present day. So three, six, nine, 12 and so forth is all present day. Gotcha. And then in the past, I think it's the fifth or sixth past chapter where I change her. So there's, there's four or five chapters where she's human and then the rest is all vampire. And there's 24 chapters. I saw that you have a character named Devin, and that was a yes. really challenging character to write. Yeah, he was my biggest headache. <laughs> Devin is a present day human character, and he was not supposed to last very long in the book. I was actually planning to kill him off and... When he met Leslie in the book, something in my head, I was like, oh, my God, I feel like they have a connection because 95 percent of what my characters are saying in the book is all made up on the spot when I'm typing. I don't plan what they say. So that keeps me on my toes while writing it because I can always go back and delete it if I don't like it. Right. So when I when I felt like they had a connection, I was like, well, maybe I'll keep them around for a, a little while. And so I had to kind of rewrite a little bit of my book. And I actually had to cut some characters to make more room for Devin. Oh, man. So yeah, Devin was a headache. A <laughs> <big> headache. <laughs> when I read it, I'm definitely going to make a note of that. <laughs> that he was such a, like a, like a nuisance to write, but fun. Yes, I guess. Yes. <laughs> I watch interviews with previous more famous authors and they give advice to new authors and they say, you know, let your characters come to life, just roll with it and see where it takes you. And I I really did that. And I'm so glad that I, I did not try to control everything while writing. With the Vampire's Drudge, this is part of a series and this is the first book of a series for you. Yes. Was that always planned to be a series? Yes and no. I I didn't know. that it was going to be a series when I first started writing it. I thought it was going to be a standalone, but then I had a very easy job at the time. And so I could brainstorm while working mm-hmm. and I whip out my phone real quick and type in a note. I ended up coming up with enough ideas. I think will get me a five book series out of this first one. You could read it as a standalone book if you really don't like it which hopefully you do. It, it wraps up every, almost everything very nicely. So you're not left with like a major cliffhanger. I feel like you have really sunk into writing Sassandra, Vincent, and all these characters that, that you're not finished yet, even though it's a finished standalone book, but it's so interesting in the world that you've created that, of course, we would love to read more and more. So making it a five book series is already really amazing and enticing for us readers. So, but I saw that their next book though, is more like a prequel to the vampire stretch versus what keeps going. What are your plans on that? If you, if you don't mind telling us some secrets. (laughs) Um, In this first book, there's just a little bit of romance, nothing major. I think I honestly just have one kiss And I won't tell you what characters kiss. (laughs) (laughs) 
so I wanted to step out of my comfort zone and try to write romance. So I was like, okay, well, I'll do the second one with a lot more romance and to introduce more characters for books three, four, and five who will have a bigger role. I wanted to go kind of back in time before Cassandra was even born and write about some vampire characters and how they met and what their roles will be in the future, three, four, and five. So uh, book two will be the only prequel. But I, I, in my head, I think it will be a little bit shorter than book one, but who knows? But I definitely want books one, three, and five to be um, about the same length as this book is, the first one. I really appreciate the way you planned that out. That just, that's fascinating to me. Thank you. Of course, you really enjoy this genre that you wrote a vampire book. How did this all start, if you don't mind me asking? Just your attraction to it, I guess. Well, I guess in middle school is like when I really started to read a lot more. I got into fantasy, reading about dragons and wizards, and then I started in on vampires, and I absolutely love that. I watched, you know, horror movies as a child. Freddy Krueger is is still my favorite um, (laughs) villain. I tried writing about 10 years ago, but I was in a negative headspace, and so it didn't take. I liked what I wrote, Mm -hmm. but when I tried to get back in it, when I was happy, um, I, I couldn't put myself back in it. So I scrapped that and I started over. I was at getting my oil changed about a year and a half, two years ago. And I was reading Anne Rice's interview with the vampire in the lobby waiting. On my drive home, I was thinking I would love to get back into writing and seriously try to write a book. So I started kind of fantasizing about like what I would do and um, what time frame I would want because I love the old days especially the Abraham Lincoln time error. I, I took about three months to plan characters, pick out names was horrible because all the good ones were taken, I thought. But actually, <laughs> I had some amazing names. Um, I really like Cassandra. That's already so intriguing yes. to me. Yes. Um, <laughs> I grew up and we had a neighbor across the street. And this is, you know, not important at all. But her name was... Cassandra with a C. Uh-huh. I've always liked that name. I just did it with an S to make it more authentic because I wanted like an African name for her because my main character, she is African-American. Mm-hmm. And then I took a little break after I kind of had stuff planned. I watched more interviews with authors and stuff. And I really felt a connection with Anne Rice, even though I've never met her. One of the things that she said is write the book that you would want to read. And people have warned me, friends and family, well, you shouldn't really write about a main character who's a female and black and a slave because you know nothing about that. You have no real life experience. I was like, well, I'm not a vampire either, but I'm, you know, people still write about vampires. (laughs) So I did research. I talked to friends and coworkers who are black and I got their input. And they were all so supportive and they were all so happy to get another main character who is a strong black woman. And I think that's important because we don't have a lot of them in mainstream 
Um, I think that we need more. I certainly appreciate that you did all that. Absolutely. Because I feel like Sassandra is a really, really strong character in this book, how you had set her up. And we are already on her side and everything she's doing just by reading the synopsis of your book. So with Anne Rice's inspiration and you really diving into this this genre with the vampires, all that planning and all that stuff, how did you feel about, at this point, completing everything? Your book is published and you're an author and this is really, really cool. How do you feel about that in general? I'm sure freaked out and excited. <laughs> I guess it has hit me that it's published and it's done. And like, just because you publish a book doesn't make you like an instant rich, famous celebrity. And that's not <laughs> why I wrote it. Right. I wanted to write it for, to tell the story that I thought needed to be told. Well, I want to say congratulations on the fact that you did publish your book this past September and you have many more plans with Sassandra and the rest of the cast. But so how does it feel that you're a published author? I, I guess it's a little surreal. I don't feel any different. Um, <laughs> this day that I published it, you know, I, I told my close friends and family and they're like, oh, well, what are you going to do now? And I was like, well, I have to go do the dishes and <laughs> we're having hot dogs on the grill. Like, not much has changed <laughs> in my life. Well, I like that you watch authors and their interviews and stuff like that, because I feel like a lot of authors will also be listening to your interviews and see how you approach your book and especially any publishing woes. I definitely want to ask you about any challenges you had when you did your publishing? How did that, how did that go? I learned as I went and I made a lot of mistakes and even formatting the book for ebook, I had to watch YouTube videos of other people doing it and try to learn how to do it myself. I had to reteach myself how to use an updated version of Microsoft Word. Gotcha. So yeah. I was just typing, you know, um, <laughs> So it, I, I had to learn a lot. It takes a lot of patience and even writing. I was researching stuff every chapter that I was writing because if I had any um, little historical detail, I kind of wanted to get it as close as the truth as I could. My best friend is a, a history teacher, so I didn't want to let her down. <laughs> <laughs> the publishing part, um, advertising, I'm trying to take some uh, advertising courses to learn how to do that because I'm self-published. So even traditional publishers, um, you kind of have to also dive into your own advertising as well. It's a learning experience for sure. But I know if I can do it, then definitely anyone can do it because <laughs> I'm a huge procrastinator. <laughs> can we go back a little bit to your inspiration writing vampire books? You said that you were a huge fan of Anne Rice. Yes. I read that when you when she passed, that was a big moment for you because she kind of catapulted to you wanting to write this book. Yes. It, it was hard for me to hear that she passed away because it was almost like your inspiration died. And right. That's a hard pill to swallow. But Anne Rice is immortal. She will be forever known and loved. And people who read her books are going to read her books to their children. And she is... She's the queen of 
vampires in my eyes. I dedicated a character in my book to her. And I made a trip to New Orleans, a little vacation. I got to visit her final resting place, you know, ask for her blessing to use her name. I didn't use her last name, but her first name. And that was a very, very touching moment that I had when I was there. Thank you for sharing that. I, You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I love hearing inspirations with authors, and I definitely feel the passion whenever I talk to you about just your writing in general or your passion with this genre. Um, I typically don't read vampire books, but I've always been drawn to it. I just never really know what where to start. But this this book of yours, Vampire's Drudge, just the way that Sassandra seems such a strong character. For Sassandra, growing up on the plantation, being brainwashed, she does not start out strong. Um, once she's no longer brainwashed, she feels unworthy and weak. She grows as it goes along. She has a lot of self-doubt. She starts at the bottom in the beginning, but then at the end, I believe it's a happy ending for her. And I, I kind of felt when I was writing chapter 20, I was like, wow, I'm kind of putting my own self into all of my characters and writing a little about my own insecurities about self-worth. And so that was a surprise to me. <laughs> I didn't know I was doing that. I like that just you as an author comes through the book. Not only that, you also do like historical research to make sure you do right by your characters, which I really appreciate. Is there a favorite part in this book that you really go back over and over that you really really loved? My favorite chapter is a chapter that is called Antietam. Um, it's basically about the Battle of Antietam, one of the Civil War battles that was known in history as the bloodiest day in history. Over 23,000 people were either wounded, lost, or dead in a single day. Um, so I did a lot of research about that battle, and I love writing that chapter and I love reading it. It is action-packed in that chapter. Um, there is a lot of violence and blood, which if you're going to read about vampires, I, I that's what I like to read about. <laughs> <laughs> the action part, yes. <laughs> yes. So with this genre that you've mastered with this book, are there any other type of books that you are interested in, maybe stewing in the back of your head, like I might want to try that because you said you you tried a little bit of romance in your next book, the the prequel. But any yes. other anything else that you want to shift away from vampires? If not, it's fine because I think this is great. No, I I have, and I forgot to like mention this. I do have on Kindle Bella two oh. episodes so far. It is called Welcome to Kosher Harbor. And it does have supernatural elements and characters in it. Uh, I don't know where I'm going with it. I just make it up as I write it. It's just something fun to do in between books, I guess, to keep me occupied. But outside of vampires, I, I love scary movies, reading, you know, Stephen King and everything like that. So I have nightmares since I was a kid. And so I write them down. And I'm like, how can I turn that into a story? Oh, I and love so that. Though. I, I plan on doing 
that I have a nightmare about a shadow. Oh. Um, so I want to write about a shadow. I know that sounds so weird, but <laughs> <laughs> I have like a page and a half about this nightmare. And oh, man. <laughs> so maybe in the distant future, I'll be writing about that. So where can somebody get your book, Vampire's Drudge, versus your other stories on Kindle Vela? The Vampire's Drudge is on Amazon. And it's on the Kindle app as well. If you have a Kindle Unlimited, you can read it for free. Other than that, I have books myself. If you would like me to send you a signed copy, I'll do that. My author email is all over my social media. So anyone can private message me and stuff like that. Any last words about your book or you as an author? Anything you want to tell us? Um, <laughs> no, it's a weird question. So it's, it's hard to talk about myself. <laughs> I <know. laughs> um, and I thank you. <laughs> I certainly appreciate that you carved out your time to come talk to me because I always feel that others are constantly like researching and writing and just a lot going on in your head. So just coming to talk to me, I really definitely appreciate it. So I'm going to let you go and I hope that we get you back when you publish your prequel. And of course, in the meantime, we can, we can read more of your stuff through your novella, which will be in the, in the notes and in the information there. One more time, I'm going to say bye and thank you. And hopefully we get to talk to you again, Castillo. Oh, for sure. It was, it was fun. Thank you so Yay, much. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Have a great day. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tell Me About Your Book. All the other information from this episode will be in the show notes. Please support indie authors as well as indie bookstores. And of course, the other podcasts, Books, Cats, and Snacks, where me and Caddy talk about all things books and, well, her cats too. See you then. Bye. <laughs>